Welcome back to the Unanimous Decision Podcast. I am your host, Palm. Follow me on Twitter at dpalm66. Follow the show on Twitter at udpod. Follow the entire MTR Network at, you guessed it, the MTR Network. You found us. Don't you dare lose us. Subscribe on iTunes. Subscribe on Spotify. Subscribe everywhere you get your podcasts for free. 99. It's Felder Fridays, y'all. Welcome back, Felder, man. Glad to have you. Dude, it's always good to be here. I am. I'm excited. Like, I am you can see I'm looking at my phone right now. I'm trying to go through all my um, emails, but the reality of it is, is it doesn't matter. I'm excited to be here. I am pretty pumped. I went to a wedding this weekend, and I did almost have to end someone's life. So, but you didn't I do didn't, it, and that's I, growth. That's growth, right? That's growth, right? That's growth. That's growth. That's me. That's me being an adult. That's me not ruining someone's wedding. That's me not. Uh, embarrassing my wife, although they didn't. And, no, and got... knowing enough of the story around it, I'll tell you that ten year ten years ago, Deepalm ruins yeah. that wedding. Oh yeah, ten years ago, me ruins that wedding. <laughs> Are you serious? Ten years ago, ten years ago would have been a bloodbath, and that guy would have been laying with his own. I would have picked his teeth up off the floor and laid them on his chest and said, "Don't lose these." Are you serious? Ladies and gentlemen, UD Pod. Um, so Dude, the last I, time you guys heard, go ahead. The last the last time I got in a fight was with my little brother. And it wasn't us fighting each other. Yeah. It was someone trying to dance with my sister-in-law. And someone tried to dance with my sister-in-law, and I said, Hey man, get away. And I'll I'll dance with her, just get away. And he was like, it was a white dude. And he said, what do you think this is? And I was like, okay. And he, then he went and got his black friend. And I was like, I'm not scared of black people like you are. Like, this isn't <laughs> the same thing. And I did, I, I destroyed both of them. And you know this as well as I do. When it's a two-on-one, when it's a two-on-one, you hit hard first, hit hard second, and then you pick which one is a bigger threat, and then you put them on the ground. And then you go from there. And my brother came over and slammed that guy's head into a mirror. Andrew Blair's 2012. Look it up. And the, guy that, the guy that drugged me, the guy that took me out of the bar after that, played defensive line at Clemson. Nasty Nate, my man. Inadvertently, you've <laughs> led me to my first thing I want to talk about. You had no idea what I want to talk about. You have no idea yeah. I want to talk about it. But this is what. Um, if you can follow me on social media, I've been very excited and like gushing over being a part of the uh, full cast live show last week. Had a fantastic yeah. time. Uh, Jason Kirk, Jason Kirk's book is fantastic. You should read it. I'm gonna have him back on here on the road to WrestleMania. It was very exciting to be there as a member of the extended full cast hand in the dirt extended universe. I did have someone um, reach out and say, "Oh, sir," they asked server if anyone from Hit D was there, and he said, "No." Well, D Palm's here. He says, "Which one's D Palm?" And he pointed at me across the room and says, "The one who looks like he played offensive guard." Yeah, the giant. <laughs> Which I thought was very funny. Uh, shout out to server. Great to meet him. Uh, they raised over fifty thousand dollars for the Trevor Project. Great uh, event. Mm -hmm. I want to make something very clear to everyone who was there that night. This happened three times. Oh, you're Mike Felder. I'm like, oh. No, are you serious? Three of them. Which tells uh, me, all, which tells me three things. Alike. Which tells me three things. One, the extended shutdown universe needs more black people in it. We Two, all look alike. Don't do that. Two. There's no way y'all think I carry myself like a DB. 
Like there should be nothing DB in my motions and the way I comport myself through life. Like I don't see what I don't I don't feel like I, I, I carry agree. defensive back energy with me. I feel disrespected because like to me, we're you fly as shit. Yeah, we're you fly. Disrespected. Okay. Yeah, DBs are fly as hell. Can I tell you like, why I feel disrespected? We light on our toes, like we move around, like we're like ballerinas. Can I ask? Can I tell you why I'm disrespected? Ballerina, this is we're talking about dressage versus like Clydesdales. Like, what are we doing? Y'all can't you tell the why? difference. Do you know why I feel disrespected? Why? Ain't no way y'all think that I that felt is that tall. First of all. <laughs> I've been waiting a week for this. I've had so much. How are you? I'm, you're not, uh, yeah, you're yeah, You've you're taller than me. me. I, yeah, know. I know. Listen, I'm a short. I'm a short king. You're not short. <laughs> no, I'm a short king. Playing both sides against it. Here. I'm short count. I'm, I'm a short king. I'm saying. <laughs> listen. Here's the thing. You are someone I would not be able to go to the bathroom with if you were in my house. Because I could hear you walking around. Probably true. Me? You won't ever hear me walking around. This, and now he's a ninja. Now he's now he's a spy. I'm he's smooth. From, I'm, not, oh. I'm not a spy. I'm smooth. We're Okay, you know, we're not doing this. One day we'll have like an agility off and we'll see what's up. Like we'll figure it out with some ladder drills. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh my god, my kid just did ladder drills. No, she didn't. How old is she? She did. She's six or five. She turns six next month. She just ladder did ladder drills. drills. Oh, Felder. She just did ladder drills. She she just did ladder drills. And I was like, and she got home and I was like, hey, the big key with when you do ladders is it's gotta be smooth, it's gotta be tight, it's gotta be quiet. And you got to make sure that, like, it's just a quick tip and you're out. Quick light tip on your toes. Light on your toes. Up and out. Up and you out. You got to be light. And so you, you, you're Winnie the Pooh. Me? I'm Tigger. I'm moving on. No. Um, don't, don't move on. I'm, I'm Tigger and you're Winnie the Pooh. I'm moving on. I know you're a trash person like me. And yeah. I got trapped under a sick baby last week. And Felder, I watched the latest season of Love is Blind. I've never seen the show before in my life. Never yes. once in my life, Felder. Have you, do you watch the show? My wife watches the show. Felder, so. it's in Charlotte this year. These are Charlotte. This is home. Yeah, I know. My wife watches the show. So, yes, I watch it. Felder, I'm not going to do a whole thing. My wife on had it. her friend over to watch it. And so I was down there watching it with them. Yes. I was trapped under a sick baby on Sunday. Susan was watching. She said, Do you want something else? Go, it's Sunday. Nothing's on. There's not even basketball yet. Let's watch are it. garbage. They're all terrible people. <laughs> They're garbage. These folks are garbage. The guy who, hey. the guy who's never met a white lady in his life is what it Dog. seems like. <laughs> That's Ken, crazy. My boy Ken. And I'm like, yo, she wants to be like in your like life yo, and environment. She's giving she's giving real good answers to like real hard questions. And I was like, okay. Yeah. She and might he, have thought about this shit. And he's like, oh, well, uh, and I'm like, what are you doing, he, man? He, he seems scared of women in general. I think he may just be yes. um, a little bit, I think he may just be a little bit inexperienced as a, a around a woman in a long time. Um yeah. I got to talk about the thing everybody's talking about. 
Megan Fox, though, right? The, so I said, I said this. I literally said we're recording this on what Thursday? Yes, sir. We watched. I watched this on Wednesday, and before she even said it, I said she looks like some like not. She looks like knockoff Megan Fox. We got Megan Fox at home, and yes, we got Megan Fox at home. <laughs> we got Megan Fox. Listen, we got Megan Fox at home, but she looks like knockoff Megan Fox, and also like if. If you had homemade Tony Collette, and I'm like, and I love Tony Collette. Right. I love Tony Collette. She right. Tony Collette is my favorite. Okay. But if you mash them together and did that, it with Play-Doh. And, but the thing that gets me is she's not an unattractive woman. Like she's, she's not super attractive. She's a super attractive but, lady. But what she did was she undermined. I haven't seen any other season, so I don't know if this has happened before. But she undermined the she knew. Uh, 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 January 6th, dude. Uh, Jimmy, he looks like he was. Um, I need our question of where he was. She asked yep. him, Do you ever get any celebrity look likes? Because she had seen her competition. He, she was like, I gotta do something, I gotta yep. throw the fastball. And then the thing that gets me about it is, and it's something that I don't think her fastball's getting yanked, dog. Th- but that's the thing, like. That's a, lie that has, that's a lie that has no part two. Hey, man, what's going to happen when he sees you? Also, eventually he's going to see her because Charlotte's not that big of a town. So Her, like, fa- her fastball, her, like, if that's her fastball, that is that might hit my car. I'm worried a, about if that's her fastball, we have was, a problem. It was a weird lie that had no – it was unsustainable. There was she, no way to be from like – here to here, from here to Megan here, Fox. Hey, Megan look, Fox all day. If you like, like, like cut out from a Ninja Turtles bandana of Megan yeah. Fox. And by the way, I, I listen, I'm not I'm not here to, to shit on any woman's looks. I love women. I love the way they look. Yeah. I think oh, she's a that, she's a gorgeous lady. She's a very pretty girl. She's like, a gorgeous lady. I don't lady. know why you had to lie like this. She does look like Megan Fox from here to here. From right here. <laughs> Notice the eyebrows, she looks like Megan Fox. She does. That's not wrong. Shia LaBeouf, like Shia LaBeouf, looks like Brad Pitt from like from here to here too. I hate you. <laughs> what? Brad wrong. Pitt is fucking yoked up. Shia LaBeouf not so, yoked up. So the entire premise behind this podcast is I've seen Bullet Train. We're football guys who have been deprived of football. football Am I wrong? Around. You don't think Shia LaBeouf and Brad Pitt look the same in the eyes? I have to think about nose? it more. It's like it's like I need to see. The, it's like the first time someone said the Jay Z um, Troy Aikman thing. I was like, that can't be true. And then oh, I they saw him side by side. Too. And I was like, oh shit, I was very wrong. I apologize yeah. to whoever said it to me. So like, I that's think, all I'm saying. I'm gonna look later, and I'll probably text you like you're right. I'll probably text you and say you're right. Yeah. This is the the period of football in our lives. Basketball's kicking back up. Everything mm-hmm. in sports media shut down this week. I gotta ask you. Were you ever a video game guy? What it what do you, so when you say video game guy, what does that mean? Did I ever so like, play video games? Yeah. Like when we were like when, when we were in college, between practices or whatever, sit around and play NCAA. Yeah, I played um I didn't play no nah, not NCAA. I used to smoke people on Madden. See, NCAA was our that was that was it because one, Columbia was in the game. Like I was in the yeah. game, you could see yeah. me, I'm like, that's my jersey number. Da, da, da. I got to check yeah. right, uh, from EA eventually. I, I got to check too. Don't worry. But the question now is because they've announced NCAA 25 coming out this summer, which mm-hmm. I can't wait for. 
the kids can opt in for a six hundred dollar payment. Six hundred bucks. That's it. The six hundred bucks is for each year you're on the roster in the game. They also get that's a free all? copy of. They also get a free copy of the game if they opt in. Oh, for you and me right now as grownups, nah, dog, not it. I think the kids are more mature and more advanced than we were because eighteen year old me jumping at the jumping at this, jumping at this because I was an idiot. Six hundred bucks. It's oh, this is why. So so this is a larger. We're gonna get to the thing we're talking about in your show in a second because these kids need lawyers and collective yeah. bargaining and yes. a union because. Yeah. They yeah. should be given a percentage of their profits, which are going to be earth shattering. I need people who don't never play union, these games. Union is the eleven years without NCAA football game. Like this is going to make so much money this summer, and for them to cast these kids out at six and a free copy of the game that we paid for you to be in. Yeah, what are we doing? Union, you, they need it. Like I would rather take. Give me a percentage. Mm -hmm. Give me a percentage. So that I can know, one, I know how many people are buying the game. Two, there are so many people that are going to buy the game. And three, mm -hmm. I don't want to be capped, period. Period. So my solution, if they had a union or union representation, they would get, each class would get a percentage of the profits. And it would scale down every year. It would scale That's down fine. every year. But upon graduation, your class's funds will be liquidated to you and dispersed amongst evenly amongst the members of the class who decided to opt in for those number of years. Well, the the well and the free game and the free game each year, which is free ridiculous. game, sure. But I also think that so the way that I think about it, and you could you're smarter than I am. You went to Columbia, no. I went to UNC. Uh, we it's, both live different world. But when I look at it, I think there's a base level in terms of we get a we get two and a half percent. Everyone gets two and a half percent, no matter what, if you're in the game. Sure. If you're on the cover, you get this, you get a little bit yeah, more. Yeah, Maybe you sure. get eight, whatever it is. But if you're a starter, you get this, or if you're, you know, a, a, a recognizable back. Now we're talking about this. we're talking about kids who are losing jobs in season. And so that's where it gets messy for me. Well, that's what for I mean. That's yeah. see, I don't, I don't, I don't think that's getting messed up. I think that's important. Okay. Because that's the part of the game that matters. And because here's the thing. Okay, I'll, I'll put it this way. When you and I had that game in 2004, 5, 6, right, 7, right. whatever, you just had a roster and you're done. Right. And then the new game, the, the new, when it was the next 11, year. 12, 13, right. whatever, they updated rosters, right? Right. So they updated rosters based upon, oh, that guy tore his ACL. And then, or this guy became a star. And we didn't even expect Johnny Manziel to be a player. Right, right, right. So you get all this stuff. And so I think there's, you got to you got to manage both of those things. For, for me, I think of it very differently because the compensation can't be tied to exposure. Like that's what NIL has done. And this mm -hmm. is, this is not NIL. This that's is the this usage is. of. No, because it's not individual. I see what you're saying. But for me, you don't have a game if you don't have the rights to the backup right tackle from Northwestern. You don't have a game. The game's right. incomplete. And, but the backup so, right tackle to Northwestern, if he turns into the starting right tackle. But, but, but you're hang asking on, for a level no, no. of oversight that's never going to be applied. 
They're no, never going to be I, like, oh, let's do the Madden ratings adjustments on these kids each week. And and see, what I think is, listen, if you're going to do it, do it. If you're going to go to town, you might as well go in a fucking Lincoln. Okay, so let's do this. You re- like when, when Madden comes out, they don't structure those payments that way. Every player gets paid a flat fee for their rights and use and appearance in that game. Right. All I'm asking for is that someone collectively bargain for these kids to at least have the opportunity to say, hey, look, you want to you wanna do it individually where one player signs up, you get a $600 check and a copy of the game. That's pretty fucking shady. However, if we had a body politic that says, hey, if you don't include everyone, you don't include anyone. Like, okay. you talk yes. about the strength of a movement, the strength of, like, that's what they want. They would love for what you're talking about because then you could pit people against each other. I'm talking I, about in okay. perpetuity for these kids to say, hey, look, 5% of gross proceeds goes in a player pool. And yeah. then we're able to ascertain okay. and demonstrate. If you if distribution change from there, that's fine. But what I want is that baseline of, hey, motherfucker, you don't have, this game does not exist without us. And I want them to do it as a unit. And because they refuse to call them employees and because they refuse to recognize that they have collective agency yeah, that we're going to be in this place where it's like, oh, I guess I got my 600 and a free game. Like now the cool, the, the cool guy on your team is not the one who can afford the PlayStation game. You've all got the game because you all opted in because 600 bucks to an 18 year old who doesn't know any better is a gold mine. No, you're, you're not wrong. I'm not saying you're wrong. I just am looking at it from, I think it should be malleable. I hear what you're saying. But let's talk about now because the thing we talked about on your show, the playoff expansion, there's yeah. so much money being pumped into this thing. And the entire structure is based on not paying them. Yeah. And well, the as, entire it's all rooted in not paying them. Exactly. That's the that's the bottom line. And that's the part that like makes they, me feel like a, a psycho. Like I feel like a it, psycho. It drives you insane because you watch these numbers get reported on broadcast partners. Like one of the things on the ESPN deal is, yes, they have the rights to the playoff games, but guess what? They have the right to sell those games too. We could be getting like twice and third time stepped on bowl games and playoff games, particularly now that we're having 12 of these goddamn things that do not matter. I want to refresh everyone's memory about the history of college football. You've never had a consensus champion. You've never had the world look you in the eye and say, you know what, damn it, these – 160 odd teams who played 13 games we decided who the best is that's a crazy proposition and the idea that we're waving this thing in front of people saying maybe we'll figure it out while lining their pockets with tv money and offering the kids 600 bucks for the video game which is a marketing arm of the tv money yeah they're gonna it's it's still gonna be marketed and played yeah but that's like, that, that the game exists to sell the thing on TV. The game exists right. to raise the, the market share of Saturdays. It's like toys. <laughs> it's exactly like toys. It's like toys. And it sucks to say that, but that's the reality. It's like toys. But that's like how, G- and that's how they see the, G- player. Joe, see the players. X-Men, mm-hmm. Barbie, whatever. It's like it's toys. And so we use we what do we do? We use the television show to sell toys. And this is the reverse of that. This is, we use these games to sell these toys and the toys in this instance are television shows. And, and that's really what, like, that's what's so weird to me is that you and I love football for a very specific reason. 
lots of specific reasons. One of them is none of them is we maximize the money people could get from it. Like the fact that VC money is invested and involved in trying to quote unquote maximize the margins on something that has no overhead. You're not paying. Like I, I keep no. going back to you. You're not paying the players. Um, I do want to not get caught on this. Did you hear about this trustee meeting in uh, State College, Pennsylvania? No, I didn't. What? What? They had a private trustee meeting to talk about bringing Joe Paterno, put his name back on the stadium. Oh, I did see that. Yes, I did. And uh, ignoring the fact that even having the meeting in private is probably illegal based on uh, Pennsylvania law. I just don't is, understand. Is this is this how short our memories gotten as a society where it's like it's been seven years? This was this. So here's the thing. This was when I first started um, in the industry. Okay. So after the, the two, after the infamous uh, Bilmani Jones walkout. Yes. Uh, the two biggest things that happened for me. Yes. And for those of you that don't know, I um I got fired from my job at True Green, um, and it was all live on the phone and. I don't know if you can find it online, but I was on the phone with Bomani. I had his the phone in my like shirt pocket, and I was like, "I'm not quitting. You're firing me," because I wanted to get unemployment. Right. I sat in my car for an extra 15 minutes to make sure that I got fired. I didn't quit because I wanted to get unemployment. Because if you quit, you don't get unemployment. They don't pay you. And so I did that that whole deal. And Bo was working. He was working for the score still at that point. Um, but yeah, so that, that's what he's referencing. Um, what, what was I, now I got sidetracked. What are we, Joe Paterno trying to put his name back. So here's the thing. I, what I've realized is people don't care. Right. They don't care. And it's, it's gross. And it is, it's really hard to kind of reconcile. My wife went to, for the record, my wife went to Michigan State and like, and she like, even talking to like some people in her family about, um, what was it, Nasser? Is that right? Yeah, Nasser. Nasser. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're like, well, you know, and I'm like, no, there's no well you know about this. You can be equivocating on him, really. It's, but it's the same thing with Paterno. It was 100% the same thing. Yeah, yeah. And it's just like, well, we just, we're trying like everyone. It's not that they excuse it. It's more like that you want to minimize it and push it down. And you're trying to reconcile your hot, your positive experiences with all this, all this other stuff. It's, it's honestly like yeah. a very good microcosm for a lot of people in the way they talk about America as a whole. It's like I want to yeah. focus on the like, there's some good stuff. It's done like you know a lot of bad stuff also. And happened. so, and I'll say this: um, my dad, my dad did a really good job. Um, I got in trouble. When I was, geez, just got my, so 10th grade. I just got my license. I, I had to be in 10th grade. I was in 10th grade. I got in trouble. And my grandpa was on that same train. He was like, don't tell anyone. We'll take care of it. It's all good. Yeah. And my dad was like, no, tell everyone. Make sure they know. Like, make sure they know that, like, he, he fucked up. Yeah. Make sure they know. So if he fucks up again, we're prepared. And my dad, that's yeah. something that will never, like, that's something that will never go away from me. That's smart. 
it's something that my wife and I have like, we've argued about before. It's something that, but I do think it's important. Like I've had stuff covered up for me a lot from, from a football standpoint, like whether it's UNC or high school football, but my dad always was like, and not bad stuff. It was just right, right, right. Like, whether it was like skipping school or right, stupid weed, college, dumb, yeah. dumb stuff, like getting arrested for fighting, like whatever. That's fine. Yeah. But at the end of the day, my dad always, and this is something I will forever take away from my dad. He was like, no, tell them. My dad, when I my, when I got caught skipping school, my dad made me go back and apologize to every teacher because I wasted their time. Sunlight's the best disinfectant. Yes, exactly. And I learned that from my father. I will continue to believe that that is the right way. Mm-hmm. And so to see that makes me furious. Right. Like you can't do it that way. Right. I'm, I live at it. We, we just took down silent Sam at UNC. We're taking down Confederate statues. Right. 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 And these people were like, you know what? Maybe. Maybe we put another a statue of this guy up, and it's like, are we put it? Maybe we bring the statue back, and it's like, no. Maybe don't do that. You got to be like open and honest. I think being open and honest is, again, some likes the best disinfectant. And but if you're not going to that, do that, if you're not going to do saying, it, what are we doing? It goes back to the old thing: if you do not remember history, you're doomed to repeat it. It's like, hey man, yeah. like, like. We watched what happened when power got too big and turned a blind eye to horrific things to maintain that power. Maybe, just maybe, having people ask why Joe Paterno's name isn't on the stadium is a good starting point for those conversations. How many statues of Hitler are there in Germany? Zero. Zero. And I'm, I'm not trying to be controversial. I'm just saying that no, like, they, they, they're like, this was bad. What we did was bad. It's a level of um reckoning that never occurred here on a lot of levels yeah but we're talking about like south africa had their days of like things when things are so Mm -hmm. horrific you have to address them if you don't address them you end up saying things like let's put joe paterno's name back on the on the stadium so we can goose these uh, uh donations again and the fact that you know that it would goose donations is like the appeal. That's the moment you realize you have the power yep. to appeal to these people's better angels. Like you can make them make a better choice, but you give them the worst option. The fact that well, the problem is the fact that him going back up, the fact that Sandusky being a part of because he's tied yeah. to Sandusky to me. He is. Oh, look, there's multiple witness accounts testifone, testimony where he's told directly about what's happening over the years. Like this is I'm not gonna pretend like there's some smoke of maybe he didn't know fuck and that that old ass man knew and wanted to win i've got a letter from jerry sandusky over here right here over here from for in my office recruiting? for recruiting that's wild yeah it was one of the first i don't know the first letter i ever got was from dartmouth this is probably one of the first 10 letters that i ever got hmm. and it's just right there i have it and I'm like, I know I can't throw it away now. 
you're 39, you're 38, 39. Like yeah, you're, 39. you're not ancient. Like you're like, none of this is ancient history. Like, it's not old. like you said, you watched it happen when you were starting in this industry. And now for yeah. them to pretend that like, ah, we didn't see, like, I just, it just feels super fucking gross to me. It's gross. It's gross. And it's just, again, it's one of those things where you just, you gotta, again, whether it's the Nasser thing or it's the Sandusky and it's like all this stuff, like it matters. Even even with like Kim Mulkey, like and her mm-hmm. not supporting Brittany Griner, like there's receipts there for everything. And it's I'll be honest, I think it's even more important now because not important now. I think it's easier now because mm-hmm. we're all on social media. Everybody has a receipt. And we don't, I don't need anything. Like, I don't, I don't need any, like, I can literally log on and just double check something. And then I'm like, oh, okay. Got it. Yeah. But yeah. Larry Nat, like it's... the Larry Nasser stuff is like, I've got friends that were on the Olympic team. Like, I know. Yeah. Like this is, you can't, this is bad. So yeah, I yeah. just, for me, like, I'm, but it's, I it's, will it's... hang on to this and. But it like it just is. I, I'm gonna keep it, but I'm I'm not keeping it because I think it's cool. I'm keeping it because I want folks to know that like while this was going on, this was also going on. Yeah, they were they were intertwined as they showed over and over in the trial. Yeah. Um, I want to ask you about a member of the media mm-hmm. who Uh-oh. Uh-oh. seems to be trying to do a thing that you tried to do with uh, tape. Don't lie. JJ Reddick is uh, feels like, and we're talking about his Doc River stuff in a second because that's a lot of fun. But JJ Reddick, it feels like he's on a campaign to educate the basketball. Fans. Yes, I like it, and I love it. But like, it's very interesting to see some of the resistance from the larger community to even like acknowledge or like kind of engage with the things that he's saying. Did you feel that kind of hesitancy with Tape Don't Lie? Was it was it tough for you to kind of crack through the the yeah. I'm here for a party, not here for football? Yeah. Yeah. It's, what do it's, you think? Is that just like a, an audience thing or what do you think that is? Cause I know he, JJ has his own thoughts on why people don't want to listen because we've conditioned them not to, and to yes, think about I, just results and, and rings. 100%. I think people are so conditioned to be interested in results. They don't care about it. And it's, I've learned more about basketball in the last two months of watching like JJ Reddick stuff. Right. That I've, that I've, then I learned even when I was playing basketball. Mm-hmm. And I hope that I've shown people, and you and I, when we work together, I hope I, we've shown people more about football than they right. would have learned just from watching it. And so I really, like, I dig it. Like, I like, like, he he pops, when he pops up on my Instagram feed, and he's like, we had this and this and this. Same thing with, you know who else? Jason Williams. Mm-hmm. Jay Will's great. It's Jay so Will's interesting awesome. because those guys who not just understand the spacing of the modern game, but understand how the spacing arrived. Like watching JJ break down how hand checking wouldn't change things, how the biggest change you could make right now defensively in the NBA was erase defense in three seconds. And yeah. I was like, oh, shit, I'd never. Because if you're driving and you see Wimby, like I want to read some numbers to you about Wimby that I saw today. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm actively looking up and ruining the podcast, but whatever it is. Oh, it's fine. You're not ruining anything. I'm just I'll, listen, okay. I can ban for you if you want. No, no, you're good. On in his in his defensive player of the year season in 2018, Rudy Gobert had 129 blocks and 44 steals. 
Yeah. We're at 49 games. Would you like to guess Wimby's numbers on each? You want me to guess? Just guess. Who's he have? 25 blocks? He had he had 129 for the season and 44 steals. And now Wimby's at 49 games. Wimby's at 49 games. Does he have 25 blocks? He has 156. Blocks? Blocks. Jesus. Oh, yeah, because it's all dribble drive. Yeah. But the thing is, play, like, that's that. Hang on. That's the thing, though. And I was watching it. That's that's I was watching a JJ Reddick thing about that. They don't run plates. No one runs right. plates. It's all dribble drive and then kick out. It's, it's all dribble kick, drive. Space and kick. Yeah, yeah. I was watching a thing and they were talking about um, the Bulls. And the bull was faced outward. So that mm-hmm. you could see, so that the players could see the triangle where the nose was the front, which is where Jordan got the ball, yeah. and then kick it out to Steve Kerr or um, um, what's his name, JP. What's Paxson. his J- John Paxson? Yeah, J- John Paxson or Steve Kerr, and then down here you have Cartwright, or if they motion around, if they run through, you have Scotty Pippen. And mm-hmm. but Jordan got the ball there and then could move. And then guess what? When Jordan squares up, all of a sudden you close the Jordan, he pushes the ball to Luke Longley or Bill Weddington. Right. And now we have a play. They don't run plays anymore. They don't run plays. They just do because, dribble driving kick. Dribble driving kick. Well, it's because part of it, it's there's so much talent on an, an NBA court now that you sure. don't have specialists coming and say, I want to grab four rebounds. It's like, no, we can all shoot threes, so we all should be shooting Dude, threes. I, I watched true. I watched a bunch of Rodman highlights the other day. It's the best. He's he was so good. And he's a psycho. <laughs> and KG was talking about it. And like I was watching the ride the Rodman highlights, and the next thing that came up, Rodman was like rebounding like all the way at the three-point line. Yeah, yeah. And then KG was like, yeah, this motherfucker is insane. And he was like, we went to, because, you know, the gym is, there's only one gym. Right. At the at the arena. He was like, Dennis Rodman, after the game, he played Dizor Bay 43 minutes. That's a lot. Just so folks know, that's a lot. 43 <laughs> minutes is a lot. It's too many. At your highest level, like you're playing 43 minutes. Yeah. And then he also, um, after the game, on a 15-inch incline, Running 15 miles an hour in combat boots. Everybody knows Dennis Robin is a crazy dude with the, the wedding dress and the colorful hair. Dennis Robin would beat your ass in the basketball court. Like I've, I've always said, he'll beat your ass on the sidewalk. That's very true. He's also mentally unstable. A six uh, foot nine motherfucker. Can you imagine a six foot nine dude shows up with combat for the, boots? For the record, I'm not scared of most basketball players. I'm not even worried about basketball players because I know they can't fight. I'm, Neither am I. I. Gar- I guarantee Dennis Rodman can fight. <laughs> I guarantee you that he'll beat the wheels. Can fight. <laughs> he will beat the wheels off you. Like he'll hurt you. Oh my god! And he'll oh. suck your he'll suck your pinky nail, and you're like, "What is this? What is happening?" You Last just beat me about, up. Go home. Last you NBA beat me question. Up. You beat me did up. You see? Did you see? Boy, did you see our boy Glenn at the All Star break? No. Glenn came out the All Star break. First of all, wanted credit for the um, uh, for the James Harden trade to the Clippers, which I thought Good was just grief. perfect. 
He also said the first ten because he got to coach the All Star game because he took over the the Bucks job. He was on a podcast during the weekend saying that he had told the Bucks management not to no. fire Adrian Griffin. And then what he is, said, "Why? You how know how hard happen? it is to take over a team in midseason? They're three and seven with him at the helm." And Felder, they lost to a Memphis team that was dressing two ten-day contract guys as starters. Like I just, it's and the thing about it, and now JJ Redick, who rightly stated that Doc Rivers loves to throw players under the bus. Like, if, like let's just sure. put the statement in a box. That's a thing that has happened for years. When I say Brian Kelly throws players under a bus, you know what I'm talking about. This yeah. he is the Brian Kelly of NBA players, but be, oh, NBA coaches, excuse me. But because he's so goddamn charming, the media just eats it up. You know what? He, you know what his trick is? I've noticed it. I, I, say, no, say, no anything, I say anything about basketball. So ask any basketball question. All right, you ready? I'm ready. Yeah, I'm ready. You ready? Yes. You got to make the basketball go in the hoop. That's a great question. You clearly know a lot of hoop. Like, he compliments the media before he answers <laughs> yeah. all his shit. And so they yeah. love him. They eat that shit up. But, like, if you watch, like, Rasheed Wallace talk about his ass, it's He not hates good. him. Yo, like, that's I'm like, this is not the first. J.J. Redick is not the first time someone's like, hey, man, Doc Rivers, really, he has a reputation as a player's coach, but he's really bad at the people part of the job. Yeah. He hates them. I can only, you know what I want? If we're going to, I just, my last thing on the NBA, I want Doc Rivers to coach Jokic. Jokic is my favorite player currently in the NBA. I love, my brother and I, we fight constantly about Jokic. Because Why? my brother, my brother hates him. Why? Because he doesn't think he's appreciative of his station in life. You should be appreciative of getting to watch him. He's fantastic. And so I'm like, yo, can you imagine if Doc Rivers coached Jokic and Jokic is like, I don't even want to be here. <laughs> like my brother, my brother is, he's, my brother is one of those guys, like my brother is a, a person who's like, he doesn't even appreciate that he's in the NBA. And I'm like, he doesn't have to appreciate it. He made it there. It's his job. It's his job. It's like, oh, you know, like um, people will say they like their job. They are lying. And like to me, I'm like, yes, fuck yes. Jokic is a relatable king. I relate to him so hard. Like they are lying. Uh, I just want to watch say, my horses and enjoy my family. Do my shit. I don't want to be famous. He's <laughs> like, like, I don't want to be here. I'm good at basketball, so I do it, but this is not everything about me. This is the way I can make the most money for my family, but otherwise I would not be here. He, he and is, I get that. He is he's the he is uh, uh, someone in med school who hates medicine. He's like, I'm be a doctor. Yeah, 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 yeah. But like he's I'm good like, at what it. I gotta do. I'm good at it. That's what I gotta do. But he's and like, man, you know what he's, he's doing it. He pisses off every guy that goes to the YMCA at seven o'clock on a Saturday. He pisses them off. Because he's like, oh, I haven't touched the basketball all summer. Don't need I'm to. I'm done. Don't need to. I just show up. And these Don't guys have to get are ready. Like, you stay ready, Felder. These guys are like, oh, I love, I love hooping on Saturday, and I, love, I hoop on Saturday, and it's like, and I'm like, are you? And I look at him, and I'm like, yeah, Jokic is, he's dirt plus. He's super dirt. 
I love it. Like for me, like I know that every single day I have to run. I have to. We're because not going to do many ways. You're a psychopath. We're not going to. We don't have enough time in the podcast. No, no, we don't have enough time. I'm not, it's not what. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is because if I skip a day, I'll go back into like not doing anything. I hear you. And Jokic is so good that he can skip days <laughs> and still just be better than everyone. His shot yeah. sucks. His shot looks ugly as hell, but he's. You know what he is. He not he's not he's I you know what I feel bad because I disrespected my boy Dirk. He is plussed up Arvidas Sabonis before the foot injuries, the one we before never the saw. Foot injury. Yeah. yeah, that's he's a, that's a great up Arvidas Sabonis. Like he's like he doesn't run fast because Dirk could run, Dirk could move, Dirk could spin, Dirk could do stuff. He Arvidas Sabonis was just like oh I don't I say. Whatever. I'm like, listen, you can't smoking at halftime. Him and Vlade smoking cigarettes at halftime. Smoking at halftime. You mean something, dude. And by the way, my wife is a she, my wife's a Lions fan. So shout out to whoever the manager was for them that used to smoke too. He used to smoke. Uh, Jim and then Leland. They, Jim, Jim Leland. Leland yeah. Tigers. Yeah, Jim Leland for the Tigers. I don't know shit about baseball, but I remember the smoke. You, Jim Leland would just be like, "Guys, I'm burning heaters." So. Do whatever if you guys can. If you guys can, I just lit this one. If you guys could not check out immediately, that'd be fucking great. Yeah, can you please not put the camera on me? And then he used to go back into the tunnel and just you could just see puffs of smoke coming out. And Jim you're like, Leland just trying to calm down and not yell at those fucking kids. I loved it. I hate I he's it. like, he's so he's like, I hate this. I'm so mad. <laughs> I hate this. No, I'm not smoking. <laughs> A couple NFL things. Um, yeah. Justin Fields, mm-hmm. he's done all the Instagram things. He stopped following the Bears, started following a bunch of Falcons. Uh, a Southerner who went, to Ch- who went to Chicago and returned yeah. to the A. Felder, will you be joining him in Atlanta? I'm not going to Atlanta. Felder, come on. Why would I move to Atlanta? How about your boy? Come on now. I'm in Charlotte, baby. Uh, had to ask. Can't, um, can't beat it. Did you see Antonio Pierce? This is why y'all motherfuckers can't have podcasts. Like I couldn't have had a podcast as I was still playing. Like, it's ridiculous. Antonio Pierce went on a podcast and said that they had what I called what he called the Mahomes rules when they played the, the Chiefs. Hey man, you can't say that. This is not 1987. Yeah. That's not cute anymore. You didn't Antonio, the, did, you just got this job. Didn't the um Saints get in trouble for this? Some sort of gate. There's lots of gates. Why people like gates? Yeah, I don't. By the way, the gate thing is stupid. Come on. They don't realize that Watergate is an actual hotel. They don't realize that Watergate's actually hilarious. But Watergate is an actual hotel. It's not. It's a hotel across the street. Yeah, yeah. But it's it's also the fact that you can't just tack gate on. The fact that the fact that Nixon probably would have won without that is very funny. Um, last thing I want to talk about Wednesday. The young Jeezy tiny desk dropped. Saw it. Love it. Dog. We old, but we won. We were right. This new rap is shit. <laughs> I don't know. I don't listen to music, so. I know you don't, but you that took you back to a time? I sent it to a couple of friends because I saw it on Instagram, and I was like, yo. But, oh. So my, um, 
One of my wife's favorite hoodies is a snowman hoodie. And she wore it to Christmas. Oh, I know. And with the slanted like eyebrows. And my dad, yeah, yeah. we should and my dad was like, We used to we had to um suspend kids for this. It's very true. It's the world's a very different place when we were kids. Cause now Jeezy's on NPR with an orchestra yeah. backing. Singing, yeah. uh, uh, go crazy. Yeah. And I'm over here Back. getting emotional at like 1 p.m. on a Wednesday. Trap star. Trap star. Go crazy. <laughs> Bottom of the map. Like I'm telling y'all, man, it was an era. Y'all, being in college have no when clue. young Jeezy hit was a problem. Young Jeezy, because here's the thing. I all, there's There are only two artists that I have a specific thing that I send to. And I sent every Lil Wayne thing that pops up, I will send it to my buddy, Laura. I will send it to Laura. Laura was in Tridel at UNC and I send her every Lil Wayne clip that I see. Lil Tunchi, I will send that to her all day. And she's like, this is the best. And then the other one is Jeezy. Jeezy, I send to my boy, Paul, and I send to Laura also. And it's it's like Jeezy was just like a and I sent it to my little brother and it's just like Jeezy was a people have no idea like Jeezy was the biggest vibe in the history of the world like it was something like it's young Jizzle young Jizzle from the bottom of the map like I'm a T R A P S T R like you like that's like life like you're that's what you're doing like you're I bought six snowman hoodies and they got to the house and my wife was like we can't give these to our neighbors and i was like we can't give them to a neighbor she was like no they don't know what this is because they we were in chicago she's like they don't know what this is and i was like okay well you have one and you know what we'll do we'll say one for paul we'll say one for laura and then we'll say one and then we'll just give them to and i'll give one to my brother my little brother and we'll do it that way Cause she was like, you can't just, you can't give a big, big ass cocaine energy shirt to, to our neighbors in our well, townhouse not complex. That, not with that attitude, you can't. Not with that attitude, you can't. If you believe, you can achieve. Amen to that. Felder, tell everyone where they can find everything that you do, my friend. Folks, check me out on Substack. Um, I got to do a show for Bleach Report coming up soon. We're going to do some combine stuff. Um, that'll be on the app, but it's Felder on Substack and make sure you check me out on, I mean, I guess Instagram and Twitter, like, or X, if you will. But yeah, this is great, man. <laughs> I got to edit this. I'm so mad. I have to edit this. God shit. I'm so bad at it. Thank I am. you for coming on, man. No, you're not. You do great. Thank you for coming on. I really appreciate you taking time out of your day. And remember everyone. I am indeed taller than this man and fleeter of foot. You're taller that was than your me. Show. You're this taller is your than outro. Me. See you guys next week.